Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues on in the Bible series on the Book of Romans with part one of this message entitled, How to Defeat Sin. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 12. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. How to kill sin. How to defeat sin. How to wrestle against devil and knock him down. So I want to speak to you on that subject from Romans 8, 12 and 13. This passage, Romans 8, 12 and 13, teaches us the subject of progressive sanctification. If you study John Murray, he deals with also definitive sanctification. Which is that we have been sanctified once for all. When we put our trust in Jesus Christ. In his death and resurrection. He died to sin therefore in his death. We died to sin. And we are raised to live for God. That is definitive sanctification. Once for all accomplished. In which we were passive. But this progressive sanctification is progressive and continues on till we die. In which we defeat sin. We are active. Yet not in our own strength but in the power of the Holy Spirit. So Progressive sanctification teaches us how to defeat sin that still dwells in the believer. According to Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, these two verses are perhaps the most important statement with regard to the practical aspect of the New Testament doctrine of sanctification in the whole of Scripture. Here Paul tells how a believer can experience holiness. How he can defeat sin. First, I speak about the wrong ways of defeating sin. We do not experience holiness by monasticism. By getting out of the sinful world... And treating harshly the body. When we enter a monastery. We realize the world has come with us. As when Israel came out of Egypt. Egypt came with them. Israel kept murmuring against God. We cannot experience sanctification By legalism. By enforcing upon us a code of ethics. And try to obey it. By sheer self-effort. This is sheer moralism. So legalism fails to defeat sin. We cannot experience holiness. 
by antinomianism. Jesus is savior, but he does not have to be Lord. The most popular ideology in the evangelical churches today. They say we are saved by grace. Any attempt to obey God's law will add work to grace. We are saved by grace alone. If believer sins, his sin only adds to the glory of God. Therefore, sin all you want and praise God for grace salvation. Also, we cannot become sanctified by having some spiritual experience. A one-time experience. No spiritual experience will eradicate or defeat sin dwelling in us. No spiritual experience will lead us to sinless perfection. A believer must war against sin throughout his life. So how are we to defeat sin and experience what we call the progressive sanctification? So number two, realize who we are already in Christ. In Romans 8, 12 through 13, Paul moves from exposition to exhortation. From the indicative to the imperative. In light of what God has done for us, let us do something. Let us put to death sin in the power of the Holy Spirit. This sanctification is achieved not by our passivity, not by our own activity, but by our activity in the might and direction of the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. So Paul begins, Therefore, brothers, Paul speaks of the logical consequence of what he has said so far, especially in Romans 8, 1 through 11. Friends, Christianity is not Gnosticism nor mysticism that bypasses logical thoughts, that negates what God has done for us in Jesus Christ in history. Christianity is the most reasonable faith that demands, friends, a renewed mind. Atonement of Christ puts us into his debt to think his thoughts and do his will by his power. So we must realize who we really are in Christ. When Christ died and rose again, we died with Christ and are raised with Christ. Christ died to sin once for all. So friends, we died to sin once for all. And we live no longer to serve sin, but to serve God. To serve God. Not sin, not Satan, not the flesh. Not the world system that is in rebellion against God. These have no legal right on us. 
sin, Satan, flesh, the world. They are all defeated powers, defeated by Christ. This truth is taught in Romans 6. Friends, we therefore are not under sin, not under death, not under law, not in the flesh, not slaves of sin. We are under grace. We are slaves to God. Romans 6 verse 22. We reign in life by grace. We are set free people. Set free from sin. Set free by Jesus Christ. We do not serve Pharaoh who defies Yahweh. Asking who is the Lord that I should obey him. We used to serve Pharaoh. Now we worship and serve Jesus Christ alone. We are Duloy to Christu, slaves of Christ. We are told in Romans 8 verse 2, the law of the spirit of life has set me free once for all from the law of sin and death. Romans 8 verse 4, we walk kata pneuma, not kata sarka, according to the spirit, not according to the corrupt flesh. We think the things of the spirit, that is, we delight in the Holy Scripture. The mind of the spirit, we are told, is life and peace. We enjoy life and peace now and for all eternity. We submit to God's law. We please God. We are in the spirit. And Holy Spirit dwells in us. And we are regenerate. Our spirit is alive to God. And we are assured of the resurrection of the body. By the indwelling Holy Spirit. This indwelling Holy Spirit. Promotes our holiness. Jesus Christ whom we possess and confess. Is our righteousness. Holiness. And glorification. Friends therefore holiness is not optional. But essential to our eternal fellowship with God. Because God is holy, we must become holy for holy communion. It is our present delightful obedience. I.e. progressive sanctification. It is our present delightful obedience, friends, that proves... Our past justification. And assures us of our future and final salvation. Friends, assurance of salvation. I would say in mathematical terms. Is directly proportional to our present obedience to Christ. Our of love and gratitude. And so we are told, O oh, fail at tie, as men, we are debtors. 
We are debtors. But to whom? Friends, let's understand one thing. We owe nothing to flesh. Flesh stands for the powers of the old age in total rebellion against God. You know flesh. If anything stands against God and his word, then that is flesh. We owe nothing to sin, to Satan, to death, to the evil world system. We were slaves of these. But thank God we've been set free forever. We are not in their realm, in their kingdom. We have been translated into the kingdom of God. We are in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is in us. Friends, we can never go back to the realm of sin and death and the devil. We are citizens of heaven seated with Christ. The dominion of flesh is past history. It's over. We do not owe to the flesh to live according to its God-hating standard. Friends, as the southern slaves in this country have been emancipated by law. We have been emancipated by God's law. By Christ's salvation. We are sons of God. We are slaves of God. We are citizens of heaven. We are the bride of Christ. We therefore reject autonomy and antinomianism. We love God triune. We love his law. Friends, ask the question. Sin, Satan, death, flesh, what have you done for us lately? Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. We were therefore dead in sin. But thanks be to God. In Christ we are dead to sin. See the difference between dead in sin. Means you sin. But dead to sin. Means we say no. To master sin tells us what to do. In Christ we are dead to sin. And are given ability to defeat sin. That is still in us. Romans 7, 17 and 20 tells us sin still dwells in us. But I said that's not the only reality. There is a greater reality. The Holy Spirit also dwells in us. He is God. He is infinitely greater than sin. So by his mighty power we fight against sin and we win. Young people understand this. We owe nothing to sin. We owe everything to our Savior and the Spirit of Christ. Oh, to grace, how great a debtor we are. We are debtors not to the flesh. But to whom are we debtors? To the triune God. God the Father planned redemption from all eternity. God the Son accomplished redemption. 
God the Holy Spirit applies that redemption to each one of us. Number four. What do we do to defeat sin? We put to death the evil deeds of the body. As believers in Jesus Christ, we have now real freedom not to sin. We can choose life and not death. We can love God and hate the devil. We can trust Christ and resist the devil. We can put to death sin and pursue righteousness. In the strength of Christ, we can wrestle against the devil and cause him fall and flee and we stand. Like David, we can kill Goliath by the stone of the spirit and the sword of the word of God. Friends, kill Goliath or he will kill you. We have no choice. Friends, our obligation is to the Holy Spirit to live according to his desires and dictates, said Dr. Stott. Kill Haman. For he plans to kill the people of God. A very tall gallows has been already constructed. But friends, he can never kill us. For God is for us and with us and in us. How do you know, friends, that you have been saved? Let me tell you how. You fight against sin and Satan and the world. By the life of God in the soul of man. If you don't fight against evil, your profession is false. It is your fighting against sin that reveals you have been made alive by the life of Christ. If you don't fight against sin, this means you are dead in sin. The fight against sin begins the moment of our new birth. So Galatians 5, 16 and 17. So I say, live by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh lusts what is contrary to the spirit. And the spirit, what is contrary to the flesh, they are in conflict with each other. Isn't that wonderful? Holy Spirit in me opposes sin. Stand with the Holy Spirit and you will win. First Peter 2.11, dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires. Which war against your soul. There is a war going on friends. The moment you became born again. There is a war. We are thrown out into the battlefield. Not alone. But with God. Revelation 12 verse 11 says. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb. And the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Fight to death. And you will live forever. 
Hebrews 11 verse 34. They quenched the fury of the flames and escaped the edge of the sword whose weakness was turned to strength. And who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Fight friends, fight. Don't be a Christian seeking an easy life of retirement. St. Paul tells Timothy, fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. And listen to this veteran warrior, St. Paul himself, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Did you hear, friends? We owe nothing to sin and Satan. We owe our life and allegiance to our Lord Jesus Christ, who paid our debt with his precious blood, so we live, not die. We live to serve him with a huge debt of gratitude all our lives. And our gratitude toward God expressed in our glad obedience to Christ if anyone continues to live the same old sinful life he is an unregenerate he is a false professor he hates God he loves sin his spirit is not made alive A believer may sin, but he will not continue in sin. He will repent truly and prove his repentance by godly sorrow and glad obedience. The unregenerate, the false professor can only sin. He can only walk after the flesh. He is without the Holy Spirit. If a professing Christian continues in sin, we are told he will surely die. Mele apotneskin. He will surely die. He must die. In spite of his Christian profession, such a person will suffer God's wrath on the last day. They, like the foolish virgins, will not be admitted to the Magi's Supper of the Lamb. Be not deceived, friends. God is not mocked what you sow that you shall reap. Examine yourselves and see whether you are in the faith. Examine yourself. Do you fight? Not against your brother, sister, your mother, father. Do you fight against sin? Against the devil. Against this world system. Do you wrestle? Do you put to death sin in your life? Are you being sanctified? Sanctification consists of two elements. Mortification. And conformation. Mortification and conformation. Mortification means we put to death sin. 
Confirmation means we are being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the spirit. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew he also predestined to be what? Conformed to the likeness of his son. First John 3, 2, dear friends, now we are children of God and what we will be has not yet been made known, but we know that when he appears we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. Put to death, sir. What? What should we put to death? Colossians 3, 5 through 8. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. And there is a list here. Not comprehensive. Sexual immorality. Now people try to tell me, Pastor, you are an ancient man, a Neanderthal. Today, fornication is normal in the church. We are told what to do with sexual immorality. What is it? Put to death. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. You want to know what you should put to death? Galatians 5, 19 through 21. The works of the flesh are obvious. It's not mysterious. It's obvious. You know it. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Nip it in the bud, sir. Deal with sin at the very inception of the thought level. Don't be enticed as David was with Bathsheba. Be ruthless, be violent. Be angry, have hatred enough to slaughter it. Not to nurse it and massage it and feed it. Remember what Jesus said. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and be thrown it away. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Violent actions directed against evil. Gouge out, cut out. Don't negotiate with sin. It wants to kill you. So kill it first. Throw the viper into the fire and be finished with it. And it takes understanding of the intentions of the viper 
to produce necessary anger within us to throw it into the fire. It wants to kill you and your children for generations to come. First Peter 2.11 Abstain! First Corinthians 9.27 I beat my body and make it my slave. I command my body to obey me. I suppose we are able to do it. Flee fornication and pursue righteousness. Put it in. Wrestle. Use the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Friends, you are no longer slaves of sin. You've been set free. Walk in freedom. It is freedom to live a holy life. Be a soldier of Christ. Deny yourself. Take up the cross. And follow Christ the victor. He leads us in the way of righteousness. The narrow way of Christ's lordship. The highway of holiness. He leads us daily. Triumphantly. From victory to victory. He leads us to heaven itself. Put to death. Tana tute means put to death continuously. It's a continuous war. The devil, like a roaring lion, is prowling around 24-7 to devour us up. Resist him. Not negotiate with him. Resist him and he will, friends, Free from us. Resist him in the name of Jesus Christ. Who died on the cross for my sins. Buried and raised from the dead on the third day according to the scripture. Friends understand this. What God commands us to do. He enables us to do. Don't come up with excuses. We must put to death. We are active in this war. So put on the whole armor. And fight. And fight daily. And win. And have peace. And have joy. Heavenly Father we pray. You help us. To fight. In your name. In the power of the spirit. And win. In Jesus name. Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, a part one of this message entitled, How to Defeat Sin. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.